Hey, listeners, this is your 10-Minute Checkpoint Podcast with Sancho West, where I talk about movies, music, video games, sports, anything on top of my head for 10 minutes. Today's date is May 20th, 2021. I hope you're having a great day wherever you are. Let's go ahead and put 10 minutes on the clock. Here we go. All right. Yesterday, for those of you who don't know, the NBA. Technically, the playoffs have not started yet. The playoffs start on May 22nd, but... They had the play-in playoff games, which is a kind of a new thing that they introduced this NBA season where essentially teams that are in the 10th seed have an opportunity to play into the playoffs all the way into the AC. So what happens is there's two play-in games. You have 10 versus 9 and 8 versus 7. If 10, who the winner of 10 out of 9 plays the loser out of 8 and 7, the winner of that gets the A seed. So essentially, you have two te- like four teams that have opportunity to get in. This is supposed to solve their tanking issue that they always have in the NBA. So I find it very exciting. And yesterday, last night, was the first games that they had of this new format where we had the Memphis Grizzlies going against the San Antonio Spurs. And then the other game of the 8 and the 7 seed, you had the Golden State Warriors going up against the Los Angeles Lakers. Which was, I have to say, really cool to watch. It was intense knowing that those teams that are on the bottom rung who, who essentially have been riddled with injuries or the same sort who have just had bad luck have an opportunity to get into the top eight in their respective conference. And so my Spurs, the San Antonio Spurs, fell short against the Memphis Grizzlies. And man, I I don't know, man. As a Spurs fan, I just feel like these, these Spurs are just not recognizable. And I don't mean just the players themselves. I'm talking about the playoff, the system itself. Literally in the fourth quarter, you had DeMar DeRozan like just taking so many unnecessary 1v1s and, and isolations and just doing one pick and roll shot. It was not the Spurs basketball that I come to love coming from the Tim Duncan days, of course. And I know it's not the same. I mean, you had Tim Duncan, Tony Parker, Mano Ginobili, they all retired. But I really believe, man, Kawhi Leonard was supposed to be that cornerstone that's set up. And if it wasn't for Zaza, Pugliach. And essentially sticking his foot on Kawhi, we would have a different scenario. I mean, the Spurs Foundation, the dynasty would be there. And, man, we're just back of the heap there. And, I mean, they fell short. I mean, Rudy Gay had a pretty good chance and opportunity to make the game go into the favor of the Spurs, considering he had two shots literally rimmed out. But there's no way. Memphis wanted it more. The first quarter to second quarter, you could see them hustling for all those half and half, those 50-50 balls. Memphis, I mean, they're just right in it. A couple of 50-50 balls go San Antonio's way. San Antonio may be on top, but San Antonio has been eliminated from the playoff contention, and they are out. So that leads us to the other side. You had a great, phenomenal duel between Steph Curry and LeBron James. What a great game. I mean, Steph Curry doing his best Baron Davis impersonation there, trying to will his Warriors without Klay Thompson, of course, who's been out due to injury, back into the playoff picture and of course you know just because i mean it, it, it took a crazy game from lebron james who's been coming off a high sprain a high uh ankle sprain who which is kind of crazy i mean it's a pretty gnarly injury but he they've been kind of pacing him so they essentially didn't have lebron play full minutes until the fourth quarter he kind of stepped in and lebron gets scratched in the eye by draymond green and when green scratched him essentially lebron was had blurred vision but he hits this clutch three-pointer as the shot clock was expired on one of the last possessions of Lakers to put them up by three. So great game overall. I love watching Steph Curry and LeBron James. You could see the greats going at it, and it felt like a ultimate showdown. And uh, Shea Serrano, I believe, or someone tweeted out, for, forgive me, someone tweeted out that I saw on social media 
that you could tell, I think it was Shea, you could tell that each one of them wanted to be the better basketball player in that moment. Like these two goats, the greatest of all times, were trying to compete to show and prove right then and there in that game that they were better. It was really fun to watch it, and I really miss NBA basketball. I haven't been really been keeping up with a lot of the NBA basketball considering with COVID and things like that. And it, it kind of felt weird. I, I I believe that the season started too soon. And just like, I just feel like you just look at the playoff records. I mean, the I mean, apologies, the NBA season, regular season records. It's just not that great records, you know. Uh, you know, lack of a training camp at the same time. The quick turnaround from the previous season has led to a lot of injuries. And at the same time, it's just uh, a lot of not that not great refined play. But it was really nice to be able to sit down for the evening to watch two great basketball games. Granted, the Spurs and Memphis game was kind of ugly at some point. But man, did that. Steph Curry versus LeBron James duel. Fantastic. Like I said, you know, the 10-Minute Checkpoint Podcast. We, talk, we cover about all things that are top of my head. And let's go ahead and talk about some video game news. And this is coming from IGN's Twitter. After years of speculations, fan requests, and false starts, Time Splitters is finally returning for real, courtesy of publisher Deep Silver and reformation of developer Free Radicals. So that's right. Time Splitters, that classic FPS game, is making a comeback. The last time I played Time Splitters was on the PlayStation 2, 1 or 2. I think it's 2. Forgive me. But Time Splitters, of course, is a first-person shooter that you kind of went through all different types of time. <laughs> different decades of sorts. Like, you go to the temple. Like, you go to Egypt. And then you went to the future. And like, it was really cool. And, and yes, it looks like here Time Splitters was first released in 2000. And it really did have a vibe of GoldenEye. I mean, this was coming from Rare. And uh, I really did enjoy GoldenEye 007. It's one of my favorite games of all time. That's where I got my, my I guess, my first introduction into first-person shooters with GoldenEye. I remember trying to get into Time Splitters. It just never really took off for me. So it'd be interesting to see what they can do uh, coming back forward. I, I just mean, like, you know, it's one of those revered games. And at the same time, I just remember being loose from what I remember. But I think it's more of just getting used to the PlayStation controller when it came to uh, playing Versus the Nintendo 64 controller for me. I mean, this is their from their announcement. To finally be able to confirm that the studio has been formed, that we be able to play for the next Time Splitters game is incredible. Uh, says Ellis, who is serving as the studio development director. While we cannot tell you anything more at the moment, we look forward to sharing information in the future. So that was from the key, like, and they actually have key original members from Free Radicals, uh, from the OG uh, Time Splitters. And that Quote right there was from the founders of Free Radical Design, Steve Ellis, alongside with David Doak. So there's some good things right there, right? I mean, I think I think more in general, they need to pull back and resurrect some of these old old school franchises out there, like Time Splitters, like Twisted Metal. Someone tweeted out as well. One of my friends was like, if Twisted Metal had a 150-player battle royale, it would be amazing. Imagine 150 cars out there. And the, the, the only thing, though, that gets me about it is that what makes Twisted Metal so great is the operators or the drivers themselves. So, I mean, you, I guess you could do, do a Call of Duty Warzone type vibe where you have operators and other people could have like specced out kits and loadouts and things of that sort. Or you could do it where you could customize from the ground up and you, you could do your own kits. But I just, for me, I don't want complete customization because it is the drivers and themselves that you get that story. Like for me, like this would be my perfect Twisted Metal Black Battle Royale scenario is that there is, and I don't under like, I don't know why more developers don't do this where they can marry single player stories, cinematics into multiplayer where imagine just like cryptocurrency here, Bitcoin, stick with me here. 
you have an opportunity to essentially unlock bits of stories, lore, cinematics, trailers, and things like that with every Victory Royale. So essentially, the community in itself could either unlock more cool things about a character and or you can unlock cool things for yourself about the character. So like imagine on your 10th win, you unlock a cinematic or on your 20th win, you unlock an ending, something of that sort. Or it could be like maybe globally um, a uh, hundred thousand wins with certain character will unlock a final thing. This is something like that. I think it'll be really cool. It'd be a cool carrot to kind of make the battle Royale victory worthwhile. And I still think there's a lot to explore with the genre of battle royales that especially that right then and there. I kind of marry in single player. And I think Twisted Metal will be a fantastic story or kind of series to resurrect. Speaking of the resurrection of classic series, looks like Disney is not done yet with Hocus Pocus. Just announced on Disney's Twitter and Disney Plus Twitter. It's just a bunch of Hocus Pocus 2. That's right. The original cast of the Sanderson sisters are all making a return in the fall 2022. So very excited about that. I mean, Disney Hocus Pocus is more of a cult following. It's one of those movies that you watch on Halloween and everyone had the vibes in and very graphic movie, by the way, like very graphic. I was watching it with my three-year-old. I was like, wait a minute, what's going on here? <laughs> wait a minute. But very, very exciting to see the Hocus Pocus 2 making this comeback. I really feel the streaming services, we've already got a taste with Cobra Kai. We're, we're getting the Mighty Ducks Game Changers, which I'm watching, which is almost over. So there's a lot of these great pools of nostalgia using these streaming services, these platforms. Kind of skeptical on in terms of a streaming platform is Peacock. Uh, I recently got into Peacock so I could get into the WWE pay per views uh, and of course to watch The Office, but uh, so far haven't been really all in so far on the Peacock app. I haven't seen anything. At least Apple has been giving us Ted Lasso, things of that sort. So that is going to be your 10 minute checkpoint podcast. And the last thing to go before we walk out the door is Overwatch 2 has revealed a major announcement, game, gameplay update that is shifting the standard player versus player experience from six player to five player teams. Quite interesting. We'll see how all that rolls out in terms of the game play. That's at least one less person you have to find to squad up. So thank you again for listening to the 10 minute checkpoint podcast. If you're a listener, be sure to chuck a good review or a rating wherever you're listening. And I really appreciate it. Reach out to me on social media at Sancho West on Twitter and or Instagram. Let me know what you think about the show. I appreciate your time. And as always, I appreciate your ears. Adios, peace.